0: Ingenuity beats technology. And I'm saying that as someone who runs marketing for an advertising technology platform. But really, again, I'll reiterate what I mentioned before, which is my best marketing campaigns, my best marketing ideas are very low tech.
1: The B2B Marketing Exchange brings together B2B marketing and sales practitioners from across the country to get the latest tools and tips they need to succeed.
2: Now, we're bringing the insights from the stage to your
1: ears. I'm Claudia Tarico, And I'm Kelly Lindenau. And this is the B2B Marketing Exchange Podcast. Hello, everyone. We're back with another episode of the B2B MX Podcast. And it pains me to say this, but it's our last episode of season eight.
2: That is right, folks. It is season finale time, and we have one of our favorite keynotes from B2B MX in Scottsdale ready for your listening pleasure.
1: Man, I can't believe season eight is coming to a close already and that the B2B sales and marketing exchange is literally next week. Time
2: flies when you're really busy, I guess, and having fun too. It definitely has been an awesome season, and we absolutely saved one of the best for last. Today, you'll hear from Ali Hayeri, Mountain's VP of Marketing, as he shares the CMO's guide to innovating during the economic storm. Given today's sketchy climate, I think it's a very fitting topic to replay for our audience. So without further ado, let's roll that tape.
0: You know, uh, seeing the uh, previous presentation, which was great, by the way, um, I totally agree. Uh, B2B needs to get more creative. In fact, the most successful campaign that we had last year, you should look this up on YouTube, was um, we had Steve-O from Jackass uh, do a platform demo for us just after eating the world's spiciest chili pepper. It also makes me think, like compared to a lot of the sort of <laughs> brilliant campaigns that I saw there, it was a little lowbrow <laughs> compared to that, but it was far and away our most successful campaign uh, of the year, so please check that out. Um, so uh, what we're going to talk about today is what innovation looks like in marketing during a weird sort of economic moment. Um, this is me. Um, I've spent most of my career, almost all of my career, building B2B marketing organizations. And uh, you know a lot of the times that I've been building these marketing organizations, it's been with a lot of constraints. Either it was ad spend constraints, lack of headcount, or external constraints, just kind of you know, managing a team during a difficult economic moment. And even though now we have a big team and a lot of resources at Mountain, that experience sort of shaped me as a marketing leader and I kind of bring that sensibility to the job every day. So what we're talking about today is the reality of all of us in this room as marketing leaders. And um, the other point that I wanted to make too is that this is, a, this is what I call like a note copying session, and what I mean by that is take these ideas. I love going to these conferences and specifically going to sessions where people just show me things that they do uh, so that I get inspired. And in this case, just take these ideas, make them your own, take credit for it, please. I hope it helps you in some sort of way career-wise. But I, I like doing it, one, because it's just great for our community, and two, because I like going back to my team Uh, and saying, I gave away the playbook again, let's come up with some new ideas. So, uh, just feel free to take all of these ideas. Now, something that I've been talking a lot about as I've been doing a lot of these talks over the past year has been just railing on this idea of, we need to move beyond the well-established B2B marketing playbook. Um, and I think we, we know what that playbook is, and we'll talk about it in just a moment. But uh, we really need to cut through the noise on this thing and find some sort of way, indi- you know, as individual brands, uh, to create some sort of differentiation. It's so important. And it's really the way that you actually do this that really drives a lot of the success that you have. And so that's what we're gonna be talking about today. I'm gonna show you as the Mountain Marketing team what we do that's highly differentiated from uh, not just other competitors in our space, but just other B2B brands generally. And so we'll start with talking about what that B2B marketing playbook actually looks like. um, And then we'll kind of talk about why it's important to actually kind of pull away from everybody else who's doing the exact same thing. And then again, we'll look at real examples of what we're doing and uh, feel free to just take those and make them better. Now let's talk about that B2B marketing playbook that everyone does search advertising, LinkedIn advertising. Everyone loves to hate LinkedIn advertising, but you know we have to do it. Um, that, that the mechanics of B2B marketing, of ads to landing pages to gated content, triggering drip campaigns and marketing automation. The point here I wanna be really clear on is, it's not to say don't do it. You certainly need to do it. My, my point here is that this is table stakes. If this is the entirety of what your marketing team does, I think you're in trouble, because this is all stuff that should be relatively straightforward and easy to implement. There's a lot of great marketing technology out there in the marketplace that helps you automate most of this stuff anyway. And so again, if, if you're kind of kicking your feet up because you just do this, uh, I'd say you really need to kind of reevaluate your whole marketing program. Now you really need to take a leap here. Uh, And taking a leap is going to really be the thing that helps you obviously uh, cut through the noise but also kind of better deliver your message to your prospects. Uh, Something that we'll be talking about uh, quite a bit today is this idea of your B2B prospects are regular people too Uh, and so you should sort of market uh, accordingly. Another thing is, uh, back in Boston when I was on stage, I I mentioned something that, um, that afterwards I got a lot of feedback from other marketing leaders in agreement, which was this idea that ingenuity beats technology. And I'm saying that as someone who runs marketing for an advertising technology platform. But really, again, I'll reiterate what I mentioned before, which is my best marketing campaigns, my best marketing ideas are very low tech. And in fact, later today, I'm going to show you a newsletter, which is one of the the oldest sort of digital marketing tactics that exist. But deploying it in 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 a smart way is going to serve you really well. And so there's a lot of tactics out there that you can deploy to great success that aren't going to cost you a lot of money, if anything at all. And so all these ideas that I'm about to share with you, uh, we, we, we've deployed, they're out in market, we've tested them. Um, and they're really the pillars to our successful marketing campaigns today. And again, considering that I'm giving it all away to you, hopefully I could come back in a year with a, a new set of ideas that we deployed uh, this year to share. But let's dig right into it. First is something that uh, we call satellite properties. You may think of these as microsites. And, um, the, the, the thrust behind this is, look, if we're being really honest with ourselves, uh, when, someone, when a prospect visits a standard B2B uh, uh, website, they get clobbered over the head with pop-ups, chatbots, modals, gated content. There's 40 things that are tracking them when they visit that website. It's all this great technology that's here, but it's overwhelming for, uh, for users. What we wanted to do was uh, create an experience for prospects where it was separate from our Corp site. We wanted to create a bit of a division. We wanted the Corp site to be all the classic stuff that you need to have, product pages, a way to contact us, um, you, you know, a, a blog that contains you know, product announcements and features, things like that. But we also wanted a little bit of separation to get a message out to our prospects uh, at arm's length, and we also wanted to be disarming to our prospects too. Um, and if this thing goes well, then it'll also serve our digital marketing goals as well. So last year we launched something called Mountain Research. You could check it out yourself, research.mountain.com. Mountain Research is a standalone research publication. It's sourced with our platform data, just to quickly explain, Mountain is a connected television or streaming TV advertising platform. We have a bunch of advertisers that pixel their websites, run TV campaigns on our platform, um, and treat it like a performance channel. Uh, And so we are able to aggregate data from our platform, from all the advertisers that use our platform, and report back on what consumer behavior looks like, or report back on uh, the successes that advertisers are having with uh, television advertising. And so, Mountain Research is our home for first-party research. We publish that research. Here you see an example of it. A couple of months ago, uh, we published um, uh, some year-over-year results for advertisers on TV, kind of showing how their performance has been evolving over time, uh, which is really, really useful. We also use this as an opportunity to sort of contextualize third-party research that may be of interest to our audience. Uh, and then we also deploy our own research, our own uh, sort of surveying, and we'll look at some results of that a little bit later too. We call that Mountain Research Peaks, and um, this whole property has been tremendously successful for us. Here's some metrics related to it: twenty-three uh, percent higher demo take rate when someone visits Mountain Research along their user journey. So now we really prioritize getting people to consume content on Mountain Research. The important thing, is, you visit Mountain Research, you'll see you're not gonna get clobbered over the head with a bunch of CTAs and things to request a demo. In fact, I I don't think there's any CTA on Mountain Research to directly uh, request a demo. Everything's done very passively on that experience because we're prioritizing the content first. A 20% average month-over-month increase in traffic. What's great about this is this property didn't exist a year ago. And we just synthesized this thing that now gets a ton of traffic on its own. And now that's traffic that we can do some interesting things with. And as I mentioned, it also can serve our digital marketing goals too. Uh, for example, an 8% higher click-through rate on Mountain Research retargeting lists when used on LinkedIn as opposed to our standard corp site retargeting lists. So this is higher quality traffic with a higher propensity uh, to convert. And just generally from a branding standpoint, this has been huge for us. We've had a lot of people notice this and kind of look at us as thought leaders because we're publishing primary research. We also use the Mountain Research brand to do partnerships with other publications. We've done studies with Digiday and eMarketer under the Mountain Research name. We do webinars where we publish this research and present it. Um, And so we're building the Mountain Research brand. It's a new brand uh, for us to manage.
1: Five years ago, the idea of the TV being a targetable, measurable ad platform felt like science fiction. Today, Mountain is helping B2B brands do just that by turning TV into a performance marketing machine. With Mountain, your ads reach millions of viewers via tens of thousands of customizable audience segments and get seen exclusively on premium streaming networks. That's high impact ads served at the right time, right place, and to the right B2B audience. And if that wasn't futuristic enough, Mountain then automatically optimizes your campaigns thousands of times a day to ensure you're always at peak performance. The future is now. Visit the link in our show notes to learn more.
0: Now you may wonder, you know, how are you able to publish all of this content? Really, we did not scale up our content marketing team to do this. We just got really honest with ourselves in terms of the existing content that we we publish as a content marketing team. We we thought very critically about all of those blog posts that our content marketers were publishing and the, uh, the value of that to us, as opposed to uh, using that time with our content marketing team to publish research. So this has been tremendously successful for us. And again, you may already have an idea or a category of content that you can repurpose, but again, create some sort of satellite property that orbits around your main corp site and and dial down the pressure in terms of trying to convert prospects and play the long game, and this may help you out as well. Next, uh, we drink our own champagne. I guess that's a more elegant way to say we eat our own dog food, Um, but we use our own platform. We, as I mentioned, are a streaming TV advertising platform. Um, The reason why this works for us as a B2B brand is uh, specifically because Mountain is what we call a performance TV platform. Um, and advertisers use Mountain to run performance marketing campaigns on television. And so it looks, feels, smells like all the other performance marketing channels that you're using. You could look at visit reports and conversion reports and analyze that data. And again, uh, you, could mon- you, could look at the, you could measure it inside Google Analytics. So again, it sits really nicely alongside the sort of tried and true performance marketing channels that you use and it's really impactful for us as a B2B brand. Uh, Every month, a quarter of all of our website's traffic uh, is attributed to the TV campaigns that we run. So it's incredibly impactful, and it's become a channel that we can't turn off, which should sound familiar to you all, because I'm sure paid search is something like that for you as well. But now I'm in this weird position as a marketing leader at Mountain where I can't turn off Mountain (laughs) because we really rely on that flow of traffic to our website a couple of other considerations for B2B brands when it comes to TV advertising. Uh, obviously, TV is a prestigious ad placement, arguably the most prestigious ad placement you can have. But more importantly, it gives you some breathing room uh, when it comes to getting your message out there. TV's always been a no man's land for B2B brands, especially linear TV. It's just so hard to find uh, good audience targeting capabilities for linear TV. There's just not the perfect program and network to use uh, in that case. Whereas on streaming TV, you're laser targeting your prospect. Uh, and you just don't have a lot of other B2B brands that are advertising against you. Now, compare this to paid search. Like, I love paid search. I, I teach a class on it at UCLA, so I love it. But like, paid search is a slugfest. Paid search, your ad is placed side by side with three other brands every single time a page is loaded. And someone is just evaluating your headline versus somebody else's headline that is brutal for an advertiser to just have your ads continuously shown next to another uh competitor's ad even display ads you don't really have to worry about that whereas in uh connected television you have a lot of room it's it's you know still a lot of just kind of like cpg companies a lot of direct to consumer brands and knowing that your prospect uh can see your ad within this ad pod uh, and see something that's relevant to whatever it is that they do for a living, it's, it's really compelling. A marketing professional sitting down uh, to watch some sort of ad-supported TV, and they see an ad, in our case, for a streaming TV advertising platform, that works. That's the best feedback we get from our sales team is, you know, I talked to our prospect, and the first thing that they said was, I saw your ad last night when I was watching TV. So connected television advertising absolutely has arrived for, uh, for B2B marketers. Next to social media advertising, as I kind of teased earlier, you know, we all got to do LinkedIn advertising. That certainly makes sense. But um, social media advertising is getting interesting for B2B marketers. Uh, I credit you know, platforms like Metadata, for example. I think Metadata does a great job at kind of taking um, you know, B2B marketers to platforms that they wouldn't have normally thought to advertise on. Um, I'm seeing a proliferation of B2B ads on Instagram. So I think that's great. Specifically in our case, these channels, specifically Reddit, TikTok, and Snapchat, have been really interesting for us. I think I've been most surprised by Reddit, uh, and it's been really good for us as a uh, B2B brand. Um, and so, just to kind of go through some examples of this, uh, starting with Reddit, this is an ad we ran for QuickFrame. QuickFrame's a uh, a video production marketplace that we acquired last year. This is an ad that we ran for them. I'm not gonna read it out loud because I think I'll get in trouble. But um, uh, the great thing about Reddit, I don't know if any, if, if we have Redditors in the room, but uh, Reddit, first of all, the rule to Reddit is you gotta, you gotta keep it real. They sniff out BS very easily. And so um, you know, bad ads get lampooned on Reddit all the time. So you gotta have a authentic voice when you're advertising on Reddit. But speaking as a digital marketer for a moment, the great thing about Reddit and the thing that should excite you about it is good performance marketing platforms are ones that organize audiences very, very neatly. That's why social media platforms like Meta are so successful with advertising, because there's just this intrinsic organization to all of the data in it, which makes it really conducive to advertising. Reddit is that. Reddit, by definition, is a community of communities. Everyone has self-organized themselves on Reddit, and so it makes advertising really effective if you know which communities you actually want to target. So I really recommend, uh, as B2B advertisers, you take Reddit very seriously. It's also been pretty cost-effective for us, too. We've been really impressed with the volume. Uh, next is TikTok. Um, this is our Mountain sort of-
1: Mountain Performance TV, the hardest working software in television.
0: That's Mr. Mountain, that's our unofficial, I guess official mascot, we don't really have an official one. So that's Mr. Mountain. The idea here with TikTok is um, one observation that I've had with like the social media advertising, the B2B advertising I've seen on Instagram is, it's still a little clumsy to me um, in terms of, you kind of unceremoniously see an ad that's immediately greedily trying to show off product features and just solicit a demo um, uh, without any sort of like, wit or charm or anything that's interesting at all. Um, and so, uh, you know, we're trying to match the, the feel and vibe of these platforms uh, as we advertise on them. And so an ad like that on TikTok, just kind of featuring Mr. Mountain, is enough to pique the interest of a marketer. And really in our case, we just want the click and then the landing page is gonna do the work to really kind of uh, drive the point home. Uh, similarly, this is something we run on Snapchat. This one's a little bit more conventional. Again, it just kind of works on the platform. We've kind of optimized all these different types of uh, assets for these platforms. And something as subtle as that, Snap I've been interested in with the, uh, the volume of traffic that it actually drives to us. So it's actually been pretty good for us. The last point that I want to kind of talk about is this point about uh, expertise. This has been the thing that's really succeeded for us at Mountain, and we talked about research a moment ago. That's kind of the the biggest commitment we've made yet to really just being thought leaders in our space and sharing our expertise. But really, it's it's important because this is the thing that's going to uh, uh, not only engender trust from your prospects, but... If you're in a nascent space, like if you're in a product category, one of these like category building brands, what's really important here is that if you can get out ahead of all of your competitors and share your expertise, you can, you can sort of set the terms for how people understand that product category, and you could shape their understanding of whatever it is your product category actually is. That only goes to the person who's able to kind of get out ahead of everybody else. Then everyone learns from them, uses their terminology, uh, understands it the way that they've kind of shaped it. And here's a bunch of examples of how we do, how we share our expertise. This is our weekly CTV report. As I mentioned, probably the most low tech thing that we have here. It's a newsletter. Last week we sent out our 200th weekly CTV report. We send it out every week like clockwork. It's an opt-in list. Thousands of prospects have signed up to it. Every every major consumer brand or agency has signed up to this. One of the largest performance marketing agencies in the world, part of their employee onboarding process, if you work in TV buying, is to sign up for the uh, Mountain Weekly CTV report. So really, it's just putting in the time and effort into creating some canonical content in an industry and not being greedy about trying to solicit demos always serves you that's been our guiding principle with all of the thought leadership content that we do is we have patience. We have a lot of stuff that we do to actually get demo requests from people. We certainly do. But when it comes to a lot of this content, we're really confident in playing the long game with that top funnel content. We're not greedy about getting a demo and it's really served us well. This is uh, Mountain Peaks, as I mentioned. This is the sort of monthly opinion polling we do of marketers on Mountain Research. This was was a fun one. Uh, A couple of months ago, we asked marketers to send us the most effective and memorable TV ad they've ever seen, and we got some crazy responses. Um, But we were able to uh, kind of categorize all the videos based off of theme, it was interesting. Uh, Pretty clearly, funny ads were the most memorable to to, to marketers. Another one that we did that I didn't share the results here for but uh, was really entertaining was um, share with us your uh, most memorable local TV advertisement. And wow, that was crazy. And there's just a lot of really courageous attorneys out there with the advertisements that they, uh, that they run. But maybe because they're attorneys, they feel comfortable about it. Uh, finally, um, I'm sick of talking about COVID, but let's talk about it one more time. Um, back when lockdown happened, um, again, to this point about the privileged position Mountain is having a performance marketing platform with advertisers who pixel their websites, we have a view into consumer behavior. Billions of dollars in economic activity we have a view into uh, through our platform. And so when lockdown happened, we aggregated the sort of shopping activity of, advertiser, of the visitors to advertisers' websites over the first week of uh, lockdown and compared it to the week prior. And this was one of the first published glimpses into what consumer behavior looked like when everyone was stuck at home and uh, within a couple of days of publishing this, our CEO was on CNBC and Bloomberg Radio sharing all the results of of, of all of this data. And so this was, again, something that didn't really cost us anything to aggregate. This is just first-party data that we aggregated and we published, but we're really smart about how we got it out there and how we deployed it, and that's how it really served us well. So leaning into expertise has just been tremendously important for us as a marketing organization. And so kind of the the takeaways that we have here, just to kind of reiterate it is first, you need to find some sort of way to shake up your B2B marketing strategy. If you're doing that playbook that we talked about and just that, you're in trouble because teams like mine are gonna eat your lunch because we do so many different things beyond just paid search and we're really good at paid search too. Uh, The second thing is, uh, consider B2B as not um, – you know, a lot of these channels that we've kind of talked about here today you may not have intuitively thought would be useful for B2B advertising, but really in actuality they, they can succeed uh, on those channels. But you just really need to be smart about the way that you're targeting audiences on these uh, platforms, and more importantly, have compelling content. Um, And the last point that I'll make, I just want to reiterate a point that I made a moment ago going off the board for a second, is don't be so greedy for the demo. Don't be so greedy for the demo. I I have MQL targets that I have to hit uh, uh, myself, but I know, I trust that the team is going to kind of take care of us uh, in terms of just hitting those numbers. The really big think stuff that we need to be doing as marketing leaders is thinking about how the brand is perceived. And uh, shaping minds is going to take a lot of work. And if you let you know, trying to get, generate demos get in the way of it, you're going to be in trouble. It's, it's, it's going to show to the prospect. And what we're constantly trying to do is dial down the pressure to prospects rather than add another tool to the website that's just going to overwhelm somebody. And that's all I got, folks. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Yeah.
1: That is a wrap on Allie. Big shout out to him and the entire Mountain team for always delivering awesome thought leadership content at our events and in fact, some of our friends from Mountain will also be at the B2B sales and marketing exchange next week to spill more knowledge. So it's not too late to register, guys. Come meet us in Boston next week. It's going to be a
2: really good time. Absolutely. Meet us in Boston. You could maybe even have a glass of wine with Kelly and Claudia, your favorite hosts. Um, But I would like (laughs) to thank you all so much for listening today and for tuning into the season in general. Make sure not to miss any of our upcoming episodes, which will be season nine, by subscribing to the podcast on your podcast player of choice. And of course, to stay in the loop while we're on break, make sure to connect with us on Twitter and LinkedIn to share your feedback, your thoughts, tell us how much you miss us, and who else you want to hear from next season. Thank you again, everyone, for tuning into our podcast. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. And stay tuned for updates because we will be kicking off season nine before you know it. Take care, folks.